So we reach now the next hadith, and it's really, really a beautiful hadith from Abu Mujahid al Ta'i An Abi al Mawla, Mawla Ummi al Mu'mineen. Annahu Samia Abu Hurayrata Radi Abu Hurayrata Radi Allahu Anhu Qal. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is from Abu Hurayrah. It's really beautiful. SubhanAllah, listen to this hadith. And we narrate this bil isnad to the writer, alhamdulillah. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Law lam tuthnibu laja'allahu bi qawmin yuthnibuna fayaghfir lahum. That subhanallah yadnibun yani that if we did not commit sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring a creation that commits sins and he will forgive them. Subhanallah, subhanallah. The next hadith, and you know that's important to note when we feel, as we're going to talk about in a second, overcome by our mistakes. There is a difference between responsible responsibility and destructive responsibility. There's a difference between the accountability that inspires me to be a better person and the accountability that is used to destroy my utility. We want the former. We want to be those who our mistakes are turned in, translated into good. As the Prophet said, Kullu bani Adam khatta. Everybody makes mistakes. And the best of those who make mistakes are those who repent, who turn that into a moment of repentance. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. The next hadith also is very similar from Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu who said that the Prophet sallallahu he said nafsi The Prophet said, I swear by the one who has control of my life The Prophet said, if you did not commit any sins Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring a creation or people who commit sins until he forgives them. Like they will return to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will forgive them. And sometimes it's very difficult. We cannot confuse being a good Muslim with the natural mistakes that we're going to make, the shortcomings that we're going to fall into. So in that moment, we should remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghafoorul rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also from Amr ibn As who says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said law anna al-ibada lam yadhnibu khalaqa Allahu ibadan yadhnibuna fayaghfir lahum innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim Amr ibn As said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that if the servants of Allah did not commit sins. Allah will create servants who sin, repent, and He forgives them. For indeed, Allah is Al-Ghafur. Ghafara means to erase. To erase from the hard drive of our dunya the sin. SubhanAllah. And Ar-Rahim is not only the one who is going to erase, but the one who's going to grant you Jannah, grant us Jannah, grant us Maghfirah, not only Maghfirah through him being Ghafir and Ghafur, but also he's going to give us Hasanat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the end of the 25th chapter of the Quran, 
that Allah is going to replace their evil with good if they repent. So not only am I going to have my evil erased if I live a good life, Allah says, defining repentance in Surah Nisa, those who repent and those who are sincere and those who rectify, excuse me, those who repent and then those who rectify their evil. So they change and then they are sincere to Allah. They will be with the believers in Jannah. May ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yaj'alna insha'Allah from those people. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. The next hadith, mashallah, is very beautiful. Wallahi, from Yunus ibn al-Hasan. Who said that a, a Bedouin man came to the Prophet وسلم, and he said, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Messenger of Allah, Man yuhasibu al khalqa yawm al qiyamah. Who is going to hold creation accountable on the day of standing? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said to him, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what we take from this narration, alhamdulillah, is that this man, he left in a state of joy. Because he knew that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that's going to call me account to account, Allah is just. And that goes back to what we talked about the first night when it comes to issues of giving Allah the benefit of the doubt. What we call al-mumkinat. We believe that those orbit around two important characteristics of Allah. Al-Adl wal-Fadl. Allah is just and Allah is generous. That's why Shaykh al-Marzuqi, he says, وَجَائِزٌ بِحَقِّهِ مِنْ عَدْلِ تَرْكُلْ لِكُلِّ مُمْكِنٍ كَفَعْلِهِ Allah can do those things. Forgive us, punish us. But we understand that it is rooted in transcendent justice. That's why Sayyidina Isa, in the end of the fifth chapter of the Qur'an, what did he say? If you punish them, they are your servants. And if you forgive them, you are their forgiving. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mighty. Now, the next narration, mashallah, is from Ata ibn al-Mubarak. Who, and he's from the early Muslims. Ata is from the great early Muslims, a great scholar. Some, he said, some of the righteous servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the early days of Islam, they used to say something so beautiful, man, that's rooted in what I just shared with you. That when you feel that you are being wrestled by your evil and strangled by your sin, remember the one that is going to judge you that Allah subhanahu wa does not make zulm to anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not wrong anyone. That's why the hadith of the Prophet which is authentic, Allah says, I have made oppression haram on myself. So if I'm punished and may Allah subhanahu wa protect us, then I know I deserve this punishment. And if I'm forgiven, I know that this is from the fadl of Allah. 
So now we learn something, that the way to create the balance between fear and hope in the face of doubts is to increase my relationship with Tawheed and to specifically increase my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine justice and transcendent mercy. If I believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just, perfectly just, if I'm punished, I deserved it. And if I believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exceedingly, infinitely merciful, I know that if Allah doesn't punish me, this is from His benevolence. So the key, and that's the irony, is people will say, I'm, I'm scared to learn about religion. I'm scared to learn about Allah. But the more we learn about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more we will trust His mercy and His punishment. And begin to question our own desires as they try to kind of confuse us in all of this. And that also applies to when difficult things fall befall me in the world. I know Allah is just, alhamdulillah. And when good happens to me, I know Allah is so benevolent. So I am swimming through the ocean of the dunya with Allah's justice and Allah's benevolence. Khalas. So Ata ibn al-Mubarak, he said that some of the righteous people used to say in his lifetime, and Allah, they used to say, Lamma alimta, and Allah Azza wa Jalla, yari muhasabati, zala anni huzni, لأن الكريم إذا حاسب عبده تفضل الله أكبر. If you understand Arabic, it's such a beautiful statement that those righteous people used to say when I realized that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is the one that is going to judge me in the hereafter. The sadness from my eyes left me. Why? Because لِأَنَّ الْكَرِيمَ إِذَا حَسَبَ عَبْدَهُ Because when the most generous is going to audit his servant, he will be benevolent to them. Listen again in Arabic, it's really nice. قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعِبَارِ عُبَارِ لَمَّا عَلِمْتُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ يَلِي مُحَاسَبَتِ زَادَ عَنِّي حُزْنِي لِأَنَّ الْكَرِيمَ that at the moment that auditing is happening, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be so benevolent to his loyal servants. Very similar to the narration that we mentioned yesterday from Sayyidina Abi Huraira, Sabaqat Rahmati Ghadabi, that my mercy supersedes my wrath. SubhanAllah. The next narration. MashaAllah is from Muhammad ibn Yahya ibn Abi Hatim al-Azadi. Qala sa'altu Abdullah ibn Dawood ani tawakkuli. He said, I ask Abdullah ibn Dawood, what is tawakkul? Tawakkul means to rely on Allah. Faqala ara at-tawakkula husna dhanni billah. He said, I see that true tawakkul is to have a good assumption of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very similar to the hadith 
of Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas where the Prophet said that difficulties have not befallen you to cause you to fall into mistakes and good has not befallen you for the other reason like everything alhamdulillah is from Allah hey don't worry alhamdulillah no Ibn Abi Dunya is going to mention a few narrations as we finish and forgive me tonight as we keep it short I'm, I'm sort of uh, exhausted alhamdulillah but mashallah, one of our teachers, when he was sick, we used to visit him. And then he would say, like he would become very active and engaged. He would say, the knowledge has cured me. So this halaqah with you guys, mashallah, it's really a means of also bringing back a sense of restoration and transformation and energy for me after, wallahi, mashallah, a very long day, alhamdulillah. This hadith or this narration, excuse me, from the Salaf is from Abi Sulaiman al-Darani. And here he's going to define what does it mean to have, to give Allah the benefit of the doubt, to have a good assumption with Allah. He says, مَنْ حُسْنِ ظَنِّي بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ مَنْ حَسَنَ عَفْوًا مَنْ حَسُنَ ظَنَّهُ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ ثُمَّ لَا يَخَافُ اللَّهَ فَهُوَ مَخْدُوعًا he said, anyone who has a good assumption of Allah and thereafter they don't continue to fear Allah in the sense of falling into evil, falling into negligence, falling into proud behavior. So I have this great assumption of God. Now I'm using that as an excuse to disobey Allah. He said, that person is deceived. Meaning that my, my correct, the correct placement of having a good assumption of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should inspire me to have hope when it's needed and inspire me to be responsible and fear Allah when needed. We have both. We have both. The next narration, Wallahi, is very beautiful. From Abdullah ibn Abi al-Raqad al-Kufi. This through Thabit from Sayyidina Anas, and Thabit, of course, is one of the major students of Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik. The Anas ibn Malik, he said that a man, that the Prophet وسلم, he came upon a man, and his son, and his son was about to die. And the Prophet وسلم, said, Tajiduk, like, how are you? How is your situation to this young man? And that young man, he said, I hope in Allah and I fear my sins. Subhanallah. When he said this to the Prophet ﷺ, I find myself hoping in Allah and fearing my sins. The Prophet ﷺ said, these two qualities will not be in the heart of a person, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him or her what they hope for and protect him or her from what they fear. As we finish, alhamdulillah, we want to mention this really beautiful narration, which, you know, subhanAllah, it has a lot of importance in it. And this is from Abi Dhar radiallahu anhu. 
from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who relates from Allah, Hadith Qudsi. Hadith Qudsi means the wording is left to the Prophet and the inspirations from Allah. The Quran, the wording and the inspirations from Allah. Hadith Qudsi, the wording is left to the Prophet We don't have to have wudu to read Hadith Qudsi. We cannot pray with Hadith Qudsi. So it's different than the Quran. This Hadith begins, MashaAllah, Allah SWT says, sons and daughters of Adam. Why? Because this hadith is about forgiveness. And we know that ultimate forgiveness is first taught the story of our parents. So Allah SWT says, Ya Adam, do not despair. Because as I forgave your mother and father, I will forgive you. As long as you supplicate to me and you hope in me, I will forgive you whatever has happened. And it's not, any, it's not difficult for me. And if you came to me with sins equal to the earth, I will come to you with forgiveness equal to the earth. And if you came to me with sins that had reached the highest echelons of the universe, and you had not associated any partners with me. And then you sought my forgiveness. I will forgive you. And it's not difficult for me at all. What a hadith. That echoes the our lineage to our father and mother, Sayyidina Adam, Sayyidina Hawa. That when they turn to Allah, Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Allah forgive me. So again, the hadith one more time, Abna Adam, O oh, sons and daughters of Adam, innaka da'utani wa rajawtani ghafartu laka ma, ghafartu laka ala ma If you come to me supplicating to me and hoping in me, I will forgive you all your sins that have happened and it's not difficult for me. And this hadith is used by the majority of Ahl Sunnah to say that anyone who truly repents to Allah from the Muslims, Allah will forgive them. If you came to me with a, you know, like the earth weight of sin, I will come to you with the earth weight of earth weight of maghfira. And if you did evil that would reach the farthest ends of the universe, madam tushik bi shay'a. And you did not associate any partners with me. Tawheed. Yani la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Thumma staghfartani. Then you sought my forgiveness. Ghafartu laka wa la ubari. I will forgive you. Subhanallah. I will forgive you. It's not difficult for me. The blessings of Tawheed. Alhamdulillah. Finally the hadith of Sayyidina Mughira Ibn Abdurrahman عن أبي زناد عن الأعرج from سيدنا أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم 
he said, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed creation, Allah decreed at that moment, that my mercy will defeat my anger. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Barakallahu Feekum, we're going to keep it short tonight. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Yazidna wa Iyakum, insha'Allah. Kama nas'aluhu subhanahu wa ta'ala an yaghfir lana dhunubana jami'aha, ya Rabbil Alameen. Ask Allah to forgive us, insha'Allah, to make us from the righteous people again. If you're interested in supporting our work, Alhamdulillah, I don't want to bother people. But mashallah, we are completely community-driven at my school. It's $9.99 a month, mashallah. We need 500 people to enroll this month so we can scale and really begin to put out some great work. You can visit suhaibweb.com. Barakallahu feekum. Jazakumallahu khairan. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.